Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. We got Eric, we got AJ, we got Rudo. We got, uh, you know, it's not often we get to talk about drama in the NHL. <laughs> pretty normal sh- league usually, but some fun stuff. Some interesting stuff going on in and around the league as of late that we're going to get into on an Around the League show today. But before we get into all of that, we want to tell you guys about uh, the new project that we've been working on. You've probably, we've leaked it here or there a handful of times, but we have a preview of our uh, big, I don't know, are we calling it a documentary? Are we calling it a series of interviews? Uh, doing a whole thing about uh, Pierre Lacroix's induction into the uh, Hockey Hall of Fame. So roll the footage. Word presence comes to mind, like he's, he's, he had such a big presence. You could be talking to Pierre at any point in time and your energy goes up. We have something very special going on and we were run by a very special person. You know, he mentored us and everything. He was really a father and a brother. He was beloved. He leaves that love behind. It's embodied in his family. It's a blessing and I'm so, <laughs> I'm so happy. best moves that were always made was Pierre Lacroix in Colorado. The person I am today, he has a huge part to play. I miss that guy every single day. There's an art to winning, and he, he, he knew the art to winning. In a way, he kind of saved my life a little bit. <clears throat> well, he meant everything for us. So there you go, a little preview of our whole documentary. Uh, Eric, you were there at yep. the Hockey Hall of Fame uh, a little bit less than a month ago. Yep. How was it? That was awesome. I mean, I honestly, if you're a hockey fan, you know, I don't know if you guys have been at the Hall of Fame or never been. Awesome. Like it's, uh, it's hard to describe in a sense that it's so well done. Like, and, and take an example, like my oldest, you know, Max. That's loves hockey loves the history of hockey like it was so funny because (laughs) it's so well done because it's so big and massive and then there's history and then there's interactive games and then there's you know so you get my youngest that's trying to go to interactive games and shoot pie and then you got max that's so intellectual that he's reading everything (laughs) every like you know which takes hours be there for a month yeah Yeah. you know what i mean like you could be there for honestly you could be there for a couple days um but it was funny i mean anywhere from the was it 802 Gretz or 804 or back then when he beat Gordy Howe? That's 80, whatever the Nets. I think there. it was 804. Yeah, 804, yeah, 804 yeah. whatever. I should know. I mean, that's, uh, but it's like, it was fun. It was, uh, but for us, it was obviously because of the induction and it was fun to see so many old friends. And, you know, we had a, you could see there on the documentary there, uh, I mean, uh, on the footage that we just saw, um, we had, you know, a special dinner one night that Sunday night. It was fun. Yeah. All former, either abs or clients of, of my dad and we had an open mic and guys were just grabbing the mic and you know 
had a couple glasses of wine and you know what I mean? And <laughs> had it a was good time. fun. Yeah. I mean it was it was awesome. It was uh it was good to see everybody together. Um it, it was just special. You know, I mean the Hall of Fame does an unbelievable job. Uh, Kelly Massey and her group though, she's a, she's amazing. And all the other inductees were so good, and they all there with their families, and you know, so you kind of interact and everything. So it was fun. Uh, this this RG's done an unbelievable job. It sounds like obviously that was the first time I see this, and but a lot of a lot of good um, good friends, good hockey people. Forget about the hockey players, but good hockey players <laughs> that are good friends and good yep. big part of my dad's life. And um, it, 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 I think it's it's going to be awesome, something to watch, and you know understand a little bit more about the history of the avalanche too you know what i mean with charlie yeah. lines in there and yep. you know, original owner of you know with comsat entertainment um so sounds like rg and megan did amazing i mean they were talking to a lot of people for three four yeah. days and there's a lot of, i can't wait to see how it turns out that's gonna be awesome I'm sure the uh, the whole piece will be great itself. I'm sure we'll also have a bunch of standalone interviews for you yep. guys to uh, watch and listen to, where we talk about obviously Pierre, but yep. some about the Avs' current roster as well. For sure. So yeah. uh, we're looking forward to it. We hope you guys enjoy it as much as we do when it does come out. Uh, all right, let's get into today's show. Let's start at the uh, the obvious topic here. Everyone's seen the Miko interview by now. <laughs> uh, talking shit. Or uh, talking about people talking shit. One of the two. I like that we have reached the uh, talking about people talking about people stage. <laughs> Full meta podcast. Uh, I, I want to start here. Is this real? Is there actual animosity between Arturi Lekkinen's dad and Miko Rantanen? Or because I've seen a lot of people online say, ah, the Finnish people, they just have dry humor and they're just, this is just all fun and games. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the entire country of Finland came out on Twitter last night to, <laughs> to defend Ismo. And um, I, I think it's, uh, my reading on it was there's nothing between Lecky yeah, and sure. Miko. Lecky and Miko are good. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys are childhood friends and there's no way, you know, and, and I think these are just, uh, I, I think Lecky's dad is just doing his job <laughs> and Miko's just defending himself. You know, I think, I think that's all it was, was, Hey, he, he kind of said a little something that was, it was maybe a little out of pocket Yep. and I didn't love it. And so that was his response to it. And, like, we say things about players all the time. Oh, yeah. Right? Constantly. Like, and, and, like, they don't love everything that we say about them. But we try to keep it hockey-related. Yep. And I think that's probably where... Talking yeah. about, about a well guy's off-season work yeah, ethic. And talking about yeah. what he did in the off-season, how hard he was working and all that. It, I, I mean... I don't know if that was necessarily how it was intended, but that's certainly how it came across to an awful lot of people. And I think Miko was on that list. Yeah. So, um, and I, I can see you, you being like, hey, you want to criticize me because I haven't scored any goals in a few games? Fine. <laughs> but you wait until I go goalless in nine games. To say I didn't work in the offseason. Yeah, to yeah. say that my offseason wasn't, you know, like you didn't say anything when I had 12 goals through 18 games. My offseason work ethic wasn't a problem then, <laughs> you know, and so he goes, he goes a couple of games without, without scoring a goal. And all of a sudden that gets said, I can understand where Miko's like, give me no, a break. Totally. Come on. 
But but I don't think Miko, if he doesn't have that third period, comes out swinging after the game, right? I think it was all relative. <laughs> that, oh, yeah. that goal changed the, yeah, yeah. Changed oh, the story. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, we were pumped, right? Yeah. Anybody on their couch, anybody at Ball Arena, anybody yeah. in the dressing room, C-Mac, that doesn't show a lot of emotion, was pumped for sure. You know what I mean, it's an exciting game. Yeah. It was. It was a great game like, at you know the end I mean? of the day. Like, you, you, you're all around North America and Europe. You're watching that game. It was exciting if you're an Avs fan, right? If you're a Calgary fan, it was like, oh, that one stings. You know what I mean? But yeah. for them, it was exciting. So I think he gets in the locker room. He's excited. You know what I mean? He's pumped. And, you know, he had, he had, you know, he got off the schneids and he's got a three point game and, you know, and they win and, you know, he swings a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I don't think it was fake. I think he was, it was, you know, he was, he was mad. You know what I mean? No, I, for I, sure. Yeah. 100%. And I think you're bang on, though. I don't think he's mad at his teammate. I think Not he's at all, yeah. mad at what the guy said, which happens to be. His teammates, dad. You know, yeah. So, and I don't, I don't think that it would create any kind of tension between the no. two. They're different people. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it really shouldn't be a thing. Yeah. And you know, we've all, we've, we've seen the like the helicopter hockey dads. Yeah. In the sport, you know, the guys yep. that have a reputation for being maybe a little bit too hands on. You know, I think Mitch Marner's dad gets a lot of that. That that kind of reputation. Brian O'Reilly's dead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, Brian O'Reilly was a trip, and yeah. we're actually funny enough going to talk about this later. <laughs> um, it's funny for you, not for other people sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll get to we'll get right. to it you later. You didn't have to deal with that directly. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I did. We just we just watched that guy send out crazy tweets yeah. and say that you can make choose good life or some, something, and you were like, "What is what did I just read?" Way before AI was a thing, it felt like we were reading tweets from an AI man. Like that machine learning was in its kindergarten stage. Yeah, no, but it was. Um, you know, like I, I don't think any, there's anything between those two teammates. And when you talk about Lecky's dad, it's not like Lecky's dad calls up a paper and is like, "I got a scoop for I'm you." I'm mad <laughs> about this right now. He's like, this is him doing his job. Yeah. yeah. And I think that gives Miko a little bit of cover to fire back at it. Yeah. Because if one of us was out here saying, "Oh, he didn't work hard enough," he could just as easily go in the locker room and be like, "DNVR doesn't know shit." Yeah. Absolutely, could. he could just do the same yep. exact thing, except it's it's at us, and we're not like he's dead. So, <laughs> and it's not an opinion, right? I mean, that's right. If he had a bad game, you it's an opinion. You feel, yeah. oh, he wasn't good. That's yeah. different in my than... book. That's different when yeah. you're stepping out of, and you like you said, you go into personal lives, and you know that's that's your personal stuff in the summer. I mean, yeah. That's, I mean, was he working out with them, or was he? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, probably not. You know, but. Well, so I don't even know. even if he was, is he with him twenty four hours a That's day? Right. Like, are you are you yeah. privy yeah. to every single yeah. thing that the guy yeah. does? Even if you guys are training together, like, I don't know. To me, it to me it it was uh, an it was an out of pocket thing to say at a very conveniently timed. Worked out for Miko for sure. Yeah, and it's <laughs> and it's. I don't know. Would would somebody if if Lecky had a bad start to the year, would somebody have said the same thing about Lecky? How would his dad appreciate that? Right. Yeah. You know, like would you be like, how would that person know? Like, what are you what are you talking about? So I think I, I just think it was the substance of what got said. And that's where that's where Miko was probably just like, I'm not about this. Yeah. But also 
Can hockey, the hockey world, get more of this? Oh, please. Because you know that these things exist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know that these sentiments are are run rampant throughout the sport where they're like, that guy's a that guy's not working as hard as I am. And what are we doing? I thought we we're trying to win a Stanley Cup here. What's going on? So I'm I'm great. Let's let's get more dads in media. <laughs> it doesn't have to be more dads necessarily, but I've I've talked about this a lot because I know there are some people that don't like this side of sports, that don't like these types of things. And fair enough, but we talk all the time about hockey is a game that has struggled to grow itself, certainly at the rates of the other big four yeah. uh, sports. Things like this, this is how you grow sports. You will get new audiences with things like drama, with things like players talking shit to each other, things why, like that. Why do you think that the NBA was the first social media, their, their Instagram was the first social media account from a major sports league to hit a million followers? This is obviously a while ago, but like, what did the NBA do differently? They leaned into that stuff. Yep. They said people like this. They like when the stars talk shit to each other. They like when there are rivalries. They like when it's not so buddy buddy all the time. And the NHL feels way too much of a. You know that this isn't real, but you know that there's also you know Eric talks about it all the time. That guy's a great guy. Yeah. You made me. I mean, Eric. Eric made me shake Richard Mavichuk's hand at the start <laughs> of the season, which broke my heart. Broke my heart. You want him to be mad. <laughs> yeah, you because I'm, be I've hated him all of my life. <laughs> that and was, then I was that like, was me with at the Hall of Fame with Ken Hitchcock. <laughs> awesome dude. I walked in. I was like, oh, yes, you know that. And my God, it couldn't have been nicer. I fell in love with him. Fell in love with him, his family, his friends. Like, awesome. It was, but you're bang on. Sorry yeah. to cut you off. But no, that's, totally. I'm trying to say it's so funny because it's what sports does, right? Right. You, you, you want to But you want them. You, you want know? to yeah. know, yeah. like, when you're yeah. in the midst yeah. of hating them. You want to know that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you want to know when when they see a guy on the other side of it. You know, if 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 there's an abs player that hates a stars player, you know, what if what if Yanni Hockenpah like the one Finn that's not best friends with all the other Finns? Yeah. <laughs> I want to know if Miko and Kivi Ranta and Lekkonen are like, we hate that guy. Yeah. I want to know that stuff. Yeah. Lean into it. I want more of that drama. I, I think the part of it is I don't mind when you have, oh, you know, these guys are good friends or everyone's best friends, everyone's homies in the, in the league. That's fine. What bothers me is all of the super sanitized interviews and media presence that players have. Connor yeah. McDavid is the guy we always talk about, the perfect example of every time he gets in front of a mic, he has no emotions. He sits like this. He says, yeah, we played good as a hockey team. Yeah, I tried my best. Never. There's never uh, anything there, right? Yeah. And <laughs> the NHL is clearly starving for this type of, of content going yeah. all the way back to last year when they had the whole interview about Dreisaitl being pissy and the entire world was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Was he pissy? I love this. I mean... Pete Blackburn, Pete Blackburn, Jesus, from What Chaos, last night tweeted, he was like, how am I supposed to sleep now? <laughs> now that I know a, a, a star player hates his teammates dead. Yeah, like wants to fight his teammates dead. Like, <laughs> like the hockey world just, this stuff already exists. Yep. It's not like it's manufactured. Just put it out there. It's yeah. not like yeah. we're making it up. This stuff exists. We are robots. Let's, you know I mean? let's just lean into it a little bit more. I just, I just... I'm, I'm, it's a weird thing to say, but I kind of just want to get my hockey hate on. Go to last week. I mean, for me, one of the dumbest things 
and I mean with all the respect in the world for the people that have to do it, is the coach's interview during the game on the bench. <laughs> I think it's the stupidest thing. I have a hard time with it, you know, because it's, what are you going to get? Like, really? Yeah. But then you saw Brendan Moore last week. He's like, oh, my God. We're gonna lose fifty nothing, and, <laughs> and it made the rounds everywhere the next day, right? Yeah, was it everywhere? Yeah, it was exactly. funny. He's like, "Oh my god, I don't know what they're thinking, but this is ugly as shit." You know, I mean, he was losing his shit. You know what I mean? And and you're right. That's that's my point. It's yeah. like when it's out of the ordinary, except of all, oh, let's get pucks deep, and you know. I really don't like the way that we are playing to our identity right yeah, now. We got to get back to game plan. We got to we got to play on our toes, not our heels. <laughs> None of that. Just say they effing suck. <laughs> it was right. Funny. I mean, you're it right. Was it was a great moment oh. because when I saw the tweet about it, I was like, oh, I've got to go listen to this. I watched it live. I was crying. I was like, <laughs> and it was, whoa. And it was bad. It was hilarious because he was mad. Oh, yeah. like, they, I mean, the they game was got bad. him like, in the emotion of you it. See they it got up. him. Yeah. <laughs> you can see him. Yeah. Oh, it was funny. Uh, don't have to name any names or even go into it, Eric. Yeah. Do you ever have any beefs? Any real beefs in your playing time? Or in your front office time? All that, with, uh, like, with parents, you mean? Yeah. I mean, uh, media, whatever. Like, you know, parents, media. whatever, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you asked me that question last night about my exit out of Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that one day, you and I. Um, yeah, which led to from a media comment. You know what I mean? That's all it was. And, yeah, and sure. it was not the truth. But And again, it was not the truth. It was not. Yeah. But it, but it can escalate to something. Right or wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, yeah, I mean, sometimes, but I mean, no, I, mean, I was a lover. I got along with everybody, you know? <laughs> this is the funniest thing. Like. Not that like he doesn't. That's not what I'm saying. But no, I, actually, you know what? I'll, I'll rephrase that. Think about it. They probably all hated my dad, right? They were all pissed <laughs> off about their contracts or whatever. So I'm sure, you know, yeah, more I think about it. It wasn't like. <laughs> like, like it wasn't on TV. It was actually live. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it was live in the locker room. Like God damn it, your dad. You know, like, we started this pod with a nice flowery. We're doing yeah. a whole thing on oh, Pierre's yeah. legacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we are at the end of the first period of the same yeah. pod, being like everybody hated him. Yeah. Not all, but I'm saying it was funny. <laughs> More I think about it. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. It must have been bad at times. Was that going to be Miko in the yeah. locker room at yeah. practice today? Yeah. Lucky, your dad. And your dad. Tell him to shut up. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I can, I can, I can imagine that the like anger over contracts and money and oh, stuff, for sure. like, yeah. like that stuff was very oh, real all the time. Yep. Yep. Everybody like, wants to get paid. That's for sure. <laughs> What's that like? Wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Broke for life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, the whole thing is like a weird confluence of the perfect time for everything to go because Miko had been playing poorly. He happens to have a good game immediately after. Mm. At the same time, and I know this isn't Lecky's fault, but he's out for another six to eight weeks still. So it's a dad of a guy who's not even playing yeah. right now. It just it added up to be a perfect storm of yeah. juicy drama. Why don't you why don't you take care of your own house there? <laughs> Lecky's dad. <laughs> Me- yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, brittle bones. Way to go, Dad. Well, I mean, go back to the Chris Stewart trade. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah how much do you want to talk about that? Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, we got shellacked. You know what I mean? Like, But again, looking back at it now, EJ, you know, 
was still playing for the Avs last year. It ended yeah. up being a pretty good trade, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the moment... And Chris Stewart's career went pew. Yeah, and then and then you got to remember, Paul uh, Paul was Paul Stastny was playing with Stewie, and uh, and then his his dad, Peter, which yeah. is obviously a Hall of Famer, and Quebec Nordiques, and obviously finished in Jersey and all that stuff. I mean, he's an amazing legend. Oh, yeah. And he just went on the radio show in St. Louis and absolutely <laughs> just murdered the trade and just saying it was the worst thing in the world, and... And he went everywhere, and that was the same thing. And and I remember us and management being so mad because it's like, right or wrong, it's not the point. Now look at the situation you put your son in. That's what we were telling him. Look yeah. at the situation you put your yeah. son in. Now he's going to walk in and go see Eric Johnson and go see Jay McClement and whatever, whatever the bodies were at the time. But it's tough. I mean, you're putting a little bit of a rift between... It's, I think it's human nature. I'm not saying there is something between Lekkinen and Ranton. I think he addressed it this morning. He goes, oh, no, we're bros. But I think it's just human nature. Like, hey, what was your dad doing? You know I mean, like, yeah. Right? I mean, I don't know. I, and I do think it, it's easier for yeah. Lekkinen and Ranton being childhood friends and stuff. Yeah, like going totally. way back. Yeah. Sure. They yeah. can have that conversation where they're like, hey, mm. we're good. This yeah. is not me. Yeah, <laughs> this is. I just... Didn't appreciate what Gus said. Yeah. I think we even have Evan's tweet today. Yeah, where they said Lecky and, and Miko specifically, it said, was all good, right? So Yeah. Yep, there you go. Evan has the tweet up specifically saying for the uh, audio only, uh, Miko ranting in the day after, everything is okay, just finish journalism, who happens to be Arturi's dad. Me and Art are really good buddies, been forever, and I love him. Just a journalist questioning my professionalism. That's what pushed me over the edge a little bit. There you go. Yep. I agree. And so I think that's an easier situation than like what Paul Stasny had to deal with, which (laughs) (laughs) he's getting a brand new teammate in Eric Johnson, probably a guy that he doesn't know super well. Yep. You know, maybe through the USA hockey channels, they'd played together or something like that. But like, Otherwise, like yeah, that's a tough certainly different than being on a line with Chris Stewart for a year and a half. <laughs> well, yeah, and then and then like I can understand, you know, hey, those guys had found success together, yeah. and they were at the time Colorado's best players. Yeah, what happened there, bud? But <laughs> but like that's a tough spot for yeah. Paul, and that's a tough spot for EJ. Yeah, a guy that. Desperately wanted a fresh start. Fresh start. <laughs> and was like, I'm getting out from under the weight yeah. of number yeah. one overall. That's why we were so mad. Yeah. Everything yeah. is, you know, and I'm walking in. And the first thing that I do is I walk in and our the dad of our one C, of my new one C <laughs> is pissed. Ripping me a new one. And the legend and the franchise, yeah. right. right? You know, obviously yeah. the Nordiques, well, not the Avs, but still, like, you know. Yeah, the, I mean, the Stasny name and the, the bloodline was kind of hallowed in the franchise's history. Yeah, that was a tough one. You go to your buddy and you say, hey, my dad's an idiot. It's all yeah. good. You yeah. go to someone you've never talked to before and have to be like, my dad said yeah. some stuff that I don't yeah. really agree with. Yeah. Look, this is gonna, <laughs> my dad's going to fight your dad. and <laughs> Who's stronger? <Yeah. laughs> That's funny. Anyway, I mean, looking at today, it's funny. It wasn't funny back no, then. Yeah, not. of course. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, given enough time, most things are easy to laugh at, right? No, True yeah. enough. It's all fun, and especially games silly end. sports stuff where it's uh, yeah. just like not that important in the grand scheme. Somebody's dad yeah. said something mean about a guy, and <laughs> everybody involved was an adult, so they eventually got over it. <laughs> you think that's why Paul left for St. Louis? Because he and Eric didn't get along. <laughs> they just swapped. They became yeah. good buddies, actually, but they were good buddies. I know that. So 
I mean, not a, I mean, not same day. I'm sure they knew each other before, but yeah, but they became good buddies. So all, all good. In the end, <laughs> it's yeah. all good. Uh, can't bet on drama, but you can bet on sports with Bet Three Six Five. If you think Miko's going to be fueled by the drama, you can bet on him to pop off again tomorrow against CJ in Buffalo, no less. All right, well here against Buffalo. Uh, EJ's return. Yeah, the return of yes, EJ. the Condor. Uh, you can get over to Bet365. Use the DNVR365 code to get amazing boosts when you sign up, including a 30% parlay boost for any NHL game. They have a ton of other options to earn free bets and, and things like that. So go check it out. Uh, keep your sports never ordinary with Bet365 today. You must be 21 or older, physically located in Colorado. And, of course, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER today. And then, if you want to go see it in person, see the return of EJ, you can get your tickets through Game Time. Go over to Game Time and download their app today. When you sign up with code DNVR there, you get $20 off your first purchase, where you get the best prices guaranteed through Game Time. Uh, they have a bunch of great options to save money. And the coolest one, if you find tickets cheaper somewhere else, they will reimburse your account 110% of the price. So... It's the best deal you can get with Game Time. Download the app today. Join over 15 million people who get their tickets through Game Time. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Uh, AJ, you did the top five. I have no idea what it's oh, about God. today. I sent this at like four in the morning. I don't remember. We, but we have a, a Bet365 Never Ordinary top five of something. Uh, yes. So this was a specific list in with Eric Johnson in mind. I have a top five beloved former Avs, and I wanted, I excluded guys that came back. So no Forsberg, no Foot, okay. no sure. Tangay, guys like that. The guys, guys that, that last ride, yeah, kind of and thing. Yeah. guys that never left, like Hayduk hey, and Sackick are obviously, obviously yeah. also excluded. You know, Walk, guys like that, guys yep. who retired as Avs don't count. Yep. So I started this off with. A slightly <laughs> controversial name. Some drama. With Ryan O'Reilly because every time every time Ryan O'Reilly comes back to Denver or the Avs play whatever team that he's on this year, Avs fans just seem to be like, God, I still love that guy. There's and I think I think the contingent of forever mad about the contract stuff and him going for the money is now greatly outweighed by the people who just appreciate what a good player he became in the NHL and what a missed opportunity it was. I could be wrong on this, and I thought this was a little controversial, but again, it was like 4 in the morning, and I was... So I think the group has reduced, but I also think that's very... There's (coughs) there's no one in the middle of this conversation on Ryan Ryan O'Reilly. It's either you still hate him, or his hockey's so good, just come back, bro. (laughs) But but I, I, I... do we have time to talk a little bit about him? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 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 He was sure. the one I figured would generate most yeah. conversation. No, I, listen, I love him. I, I really do. He's one of my favorite of all time working in the front office. There was something about him you knew. You knew he was gonna he was gonna make it. And there's two sides to everything. I think on our side, management side, I think it was mismanaged. It was. His contract situation, which led to his next contract negotiation, you know, with now Patty and Joe and, you know, um, I was gone by then, but, um, you knew his, I don't know how to say it. Like he was so far ahead of his years. Like he was an 18 year old going on 30, you know what I mean? And so mature. We put him with Darcy Tucker. Uh, Tucky was be like, 
this this guy's so much it's scary. You know what I mean? Like it would yeah. be like you just came back from a seven game and ten days road trip and four in the morning and the kid is gone the next day for a five mile jog. You know what I mean? On a day off. And yeah. and, and, and and Tuck Tucker would be like, This is nuts. Like this guy's <laughs> is is amazing. Um but I was going to say something about him, Jesus, uh, you know, because I was like, can we talk about him? That's what's through yeah. my chain of thought here. I'll get it back. But uh, it also yeah. kind of ties into our dad conversation it does. because yeah. his dad, yeah, as the Avs were going through some of those hard yeah. negotiations, definitely amplified the signal. Quite yeah, his yeah. his dad was very vocal. So I guess from your side, yeah, of it, no, man. no, it, it, yeah, it can create a problem. It, it can, <laughs> and it, and it did. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, because then you start reading it, and you're like, oh my god, like what is this? Is this the guy? Is this the kid telling his dad? Or is yeah. This the, and, I, and no offense to Mister, a good man, you know. I'm, but sometimes are, things are better left unsaid. You know what I mean? When and I, we always say, if you're not there. Why are you commenting? Because now it looks like it's your son commenting. Right? Yeah, you know, and that's the problem. But my story I was going to say was, it's funny because that's the year Duchesne goes one, right? Mm. And, and Ryan goes, goes two, round one. Yeah. No, no, second rounder. Ryan's a second. Ryan's rounder. two. Duchesne yeah, yeah. goes round yeah, one. Yeah, round or one. Riley goes round two. Right, no. second round. Yeah. And you got to remember, we have a, mo- a model. We're going to be the youngest team in the league, lowest payroll in the league. You know, we're going to re-strip this thing. And so training camp comes, and this guy's awesome, so smart. This guy was so smart. came in like he's just as smart as he was at eight, today that he was at 18. You mm-hmm. know, he's a smart player. He comes in, and then we have our meetings, and it's like – and then all of a sudden they're like, okay, and the pro scouts are there, and the staff is like, oh, you know, so O'Reilly's got two games and juniors this weekend. Yeah, okay. The, oh, we're not sending Ryan O'Reilly back? And then I'm like – and I'm part of my – I'm like – why? I, I'm just asking why. Who is better than him now that we're stripping this thing? Why wouldn't we play this guy? Mm-hmm. And it was so funny because everybody was like, and then Joel, you know, you got to give credit to Joel Sacco too at times, like, because he's like, I'll play him. Yeah. I got no problem because he's better than what we have or what we're going to get or what we're going to keep from the American League. And yeah. why not give this kid a chance? And it was so funny because everybody thought he was leaving. And in a matter of one meeting, he was staying. And this guy never played a game in, well, he was in the American League or never played juniors ever again. First, and, second you know, rounder to jump straight through in like the last decades one, or whatever. Patrice yeah. Bergeron. Patrice Bergeron. That's what I was going to say. It was the only one in that span of like 10 years. Yeah. It's Bergeron, then it's him. Because it's like, oh, no, he's a second rounder. You're not supposed to make it. Yep. You know. But, but, but I'm like, I understand that. But I remember raising the point. I'm like, what do you mean he's not supposed to? What does that mean? Who's our option? Budo? Yeah. You know? You're not picking me there. That's, that's for sure. point. That's what we were picking. I think you were second. <laughs> you were next. So anyway, love him. Awesome. Awesome kid. Awesome. 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 And no, no surprise this guy won the Consmite and won the Stanley Cup, and he's a captain in the NHL. Awesome. And a big what if. Yep. And then a lot of people were talking about, oh, he's mad because Landis Cog was the captain. Trust me, that was never... An issue, you got to remember, Ryan was holding out at that time mm-hmm. when Landy got named captain. And I think Ryan would tell you, no, Landy is the captain. You know, they're different. And I think that it was just both of them would have been good captains. But I think if you had been in that room, everyone knew Gabe Landeskog is the captain of this franchise. Mm-hmm. I think it was the right choice. It's, 
It's hard to it's hard to feel like anybody made a bad call. <laughs> right. That's my point. It worked like, out for he, everybody in the end. Yeah. 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 Abs ended up winning yeah. a cup. Yeah. Riley got a cup at one point. I mean, that's it, my point. It just yeah. feels like it, hey, that's what I'm saying. It was win win. I mean, yeah. it was not a bad. It was not a bad choice. Do the Abs end up with Kyle McCarr if they keep Ryan O'Reilly? Like yeah. you have no idea <laughs> yeah. how things go. Yep, that's right. Who knows? All right. Anyway, that on was to number four Ryan. though. Yeah, number four. I honestly don't remember. Oh. Ah, yes, Adam Deadmarsh. One of a, gets gets traded in the Rob Blake deal. Who I did not include on this list because Avs fans don't seem to have the same fondness for Rob Blake over the Shorter years. Shorter time, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And and Dead Marshes, you talk to anybody that was around from that period when the team moved here, who's one of your favorite players? And it's Adam Deadmarsh comes up over and over and over again because he played with that reckless abandon, but he was good. Yep. He had that skill. He wasn't like your classic, like, oh, this is your bottom six guy. You know, he's not like a Miles Wood. You know, he was, you know, no offense, obviously, to Wood, just he brought a lot more offense to the table. And that combination of things made him very fond, you know, for younger Avalanche fans, it's not going to be, they're going to be like, okay. But Adam Deadmarsh, trading Adam Deadmarsh. Tough. Was. Ballsy. It was. Ballsy. Just as an Avalanche fan at the time, it was heartbreaking to me. (laughs) And I understood from. Yep. It's Rob Blake, dude. Yeah, 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 of course you do it, but it's still yeah, you still feel it. It, yeah. it was like, oh, this this is a, this is extracting a toll. This is a price right here. No, he was uh he's one of my all time favorite teammates. I love him. We've had so much fun together and then we worked together when he was assistant coach with the Avs and we have a passion about food, the two of us, and that's what we, we just love food. Just like you guys, he would fit right in here. He's the best. <laughs> He's the best. We're gonna get him on. Yeah, and I was gonna man. say, just have him come in out in studio, and we'll just yeah, eat and talk about hockey. Oh, I, eat everything I, I say no to. Yeah, I, I, we've talked about that before. It's well documented. My dad's toughest trade ever. Um, yeah, you know. Uh, and again, then you're gonna get Rob Blake, another one of my great friends. You know what I mean? Which is, but. Forward, D, I mean, whatever, whatever they thought they needed, but I mean, if you thought, can trade, if you can trade a top six wing for a number one defenseman, <laughs> <laughs> he was awesome. Like Detter was awesome. Yeah, I mean, he was tough as nails. He could score. He could skate. So, and I remember, if you're a hockey fan and you like YouTube videos and everything, go look at the '96 World Cup. He's a freaking <laughs> underrated player on that team there when. They beat I, my team Canada. Team USA was awesome there. And Daddy was a big part of it. All heart. Yeah. All I mean, heart. the guy left everything out on the ice, and that's what made him so easy to love. He was nuts in those rivalries with the Red Wings. Like, he was nuts in the locker room. Be like, let's brawl. Let's brawl. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, my God. He'd be walking around the room like a caged bear. Like, you know what I mean? Like, He's the best. So the period would start, and it was uncaging the bear. All right. All right, Daddy, go get him. Awesome. A couple of things there. One, with Dead March, I think it's amplified even more so of how quickly his career got derailed after he left Colorado with all the concussion stuff. uh, That that sucked. And then on the Rob Blake side of it, a surprising amount of people that watch the abs in the right time frame continue to be very upset that Rob Blake ended Peter Mueller's career. Yeah, because he boarded him and that squashed the noggin and started all the concussion issues yeah. that Mueller ended up having. Yep. That it was just a hard play. I mean, like I mean Mueller Mueller was off to an awesome yeah. start he was at Colorado. And it never it never got the same. It was never the same for him after that. That line was amazing. It was oh. him, Duchesne, and Hey Duke. Like, yeah. they were yep. on fire. Yeah. On and fire. it was so much of the conversation of that era was we need a winger for Matt Duchesne. Where, when yeah. are the Avs going to find the right guy yeah. for Matt Duchesne? And 
they got Peter Mueller, and all of a sudden it was like they found him. Boy, yeah. holy crap! I I'd never really thought about this before this moment, but thinking back on it, seeing Peter Mueller's one timer and seeing Miko's one timer these days. Yeah, mm. Peter Mueller's one timer mm. was no I, joke, dude. Mueller's could shoot a pot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number great. three. Oh, it's Chris Drury. I, I, thought, I didn't even have to look. It, I thought this was going to be your number one. To be no, honest, no, no. It's it's Chris Drury because if you ask if you ask a lot of old the old time Avalanche fans, was the worst trade in Avalanche history. The yep. Drury, Drury. Chris Drury yeah. is the runaway winner. Yep. So what's up, man? I know, and I, I no, don't I'm disagree. Just, <laughs> just kidding. I, I don't you. disagree. Um, uh, this is the trade to Calgary, right? Yeah, and, the Derek you know, Morris deal was in there too. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. my brother-in-law. You know. Um, it was a tough one. It was all about, uh, there was no salary cap back then, but there's an internal structure. And, you know, and I'm not saying, again, it's like you couldn't lose, in a, so to speak. And it was more like you had to make a choice. And, and I think we've said it before. It was between him and he doing it. It's one of the two who had to go because the other guys were locked into those long-term deals with yeah. Forsberg, Sackick, Blake, Wah, Foot. And then those guys fell right there underneath, right? Right there. Yeah. And then couldn't keep both. Um, it's hard to to judge, like not keeping Hayduke. You know, he wins the Rocket Richard. He, mm-hmm. You know, he's mm-hmm. got his number in the rafters. I mean, oh my god. I mean, but yeah, my fan of Chris Drury, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, do I did I like the trade at the time because I was part of it? Like, no, I, I didn't. You know what I mean? But I heard Brian Burke say it the other day. You know, you're making trades sometimes, and you know you don't like them. It's just you have to make it, and yeah. it's like you're trying to make the best of it. And that one. Ended up biting a little bit because you were missing that knack of the big goal and knack of the mm-hmm. the moment. Drew yeah. always rise to the occasion from the Little League World Series to <laughs> the college hockey to Stanley Cup to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, like, any Avalanche fan that watched the 2001 championship team awesome. can yeah. tell you about the uh, legend of Game Six. <laughs> and not only that, you got to remember the Abs lose Forsberg, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If a guy like Drury doesn't like play the way. Chris Drury did, you know, maybe they don't win the Stanley Cup, you know, because yep. they yeah. overcame the loss of Peter Forsberg. Right. Not for a game, for a couple two series. Rounds, yeah. Two yeah. rounds. Yeah, I mean, two, like, two full rounds without that guy. You're talking about, like, wow, you know, so. And you got to understand when I'm reading the comments that when you make a trade, though, a lot of times it's when you see bodies added to, to a trade, it's no disrespect to the guys, but it's the number of contracts. It's what I tell you all. Yeah. Time. There's, it's, there's you're, always you're something taking else on in money there. And there's only one year left. And sometimes you don't like the player, but you're taking it just because it's part of the deal. Yeah. When I say don't like the player, not as a human being, no. but as a player, you yeah. know what I mean? And you don't need them and you know, all that stuff. This so, not Boom. what I want to hear. I want to and hear. And Peter Forsberg, by the way, never got traded to the Preds. I want to hear drama. I want to yeah. say they hated him. They hated yeah. this player, so they yeah. traded him. Yeah, and, but with Drury, like, no, that was heartbreaking. No, that was heartbreaking. Yeah. It was. It was. He was such an important player. He was to the Cup run, and yeah. you know that whole everybody's favorite clutch factor. You know, yep. he did. He did have that knack when you needed something yep. in a game. He was the guy. Chris Drury just up. he yeah. just found his way, and he was always he had a yeah. slow heartbeat in those moments, yeah. just very calm and comfortable. And you know, as you said, if it's the choice between Hayduke and Drury, it's it's hard to feel like they got it wrong. But Chris Drury also went on 
He had some of those. Some of the years in Buffalo were I, really good. There's an alternate universe where it's Drury's number in the rafters and not Hayduke's. Right? Yeah, like, and and when you have Joe Sackick and Peter Forsberg signed, you aren't looking at it yeah. and saying we need another center. Yep. And You're the, saying, hey, a right yeah, wing that has this I'm kind saying. of chemistry with it's, Joe Sackick. It's Sackett, all about like, your position. That's yeah, why I said yeah. it's nothing to do with the player. And they were so stacked, and it's like, ah, uh, you know, ah, uh, you know what I mean? But even <laughs> Forsberg to the to the Flyers, it's not even a trade. I'm I mean, that's, reading chat. It's more, you remember you had the lockout. Yeah, the cap yeah came, that was and the And then the cap came on, yeah. and it, it was, what is it, the rollback was how much? The rollback of, uh, and then these guys had no contract. It was like $38 million, yeah. man. It was like well, It was 75 to 38, and then these yeah. him and Footy had no contract. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why those guys, it's not even a trade. It's like, you don't have, you don't fit in. Yeah. Like, this. We don't have Unless like you're it was a we, compliance about, buyout half was, your team to make room un- for it. that was it was unbelievable. Yeah. Now you talk about like crazy times. That was crazy times. Yeah. Because you mean, have to let go of Forsberg and Foot for nothing. You yeah. you essentially had to dismantle a cup contending team it, because yeah. of money. Yep. So because the league the league mismanaged itself so badly that they just couldn't afford the spiraling contracts yeah, the, anymore. The apps had already made commitments to. To Sackick and others, yeah, yeah Sackick, Blake, and Wah. It was those three guys, yeah. and, and just chewed it. up their their. That their was cap. it. That's it. So, yeah. All right, Chris Drury. Right. Sorry, number two. <laughs> that's our Cy Young season. Yeah, those those were fun. Oh man, I always forget about that Belmar year. Yeah, it's a weird one. So coming back tomorrow, yeah. Eric Johnson. Everybody loves Eric Johnson. Yep. I mean, he was he was so beloved and. It sucked that the prime of his career happened when the Avs just weren't very competitive. Yep. And then when the Avs got really good, he was on that downswing. Yep. You know, the injuries had taken just enough from him. Age had taken just enough from him. <clears throat> and, you know, the, the version of Eric Johnson we saw last year just wasn't very good. And it made sense why a young team like Buffalo wanted to go and get him. It just hasn't gone very well. None of that. We don't care about any of that. That's no. not my pick, not my farm. Eric Johnson won a Stanley Cup in Colorado, which justifies that deal back then. Yep. It just does. Yep. And Eric Johnson, you know, his friendship with Gabe Landeskog, and I'm sorry, but one of the most iconic, like, cup photos ever with him waking up (laughs) in the hotel room with the cup next to him in bed. I mean, that's... It's an all-time great avalanche memory, you know, and him and Landeskog hugging on the ice and just yep. Eric Johnson gave us a lot of great moments over the years, and I think it's a it's a near universal fan base love. Oh yeah, for EJ. I I remember him coming in. He was a little bit of a lost puppy, you know. What I mean, <laughs> you talked about it. You got to remember Jonathan Taze was third, right? Or mm-hmm. second, or I don't remember who second was. Number two was, but EJ was one. And Tay's at a, a cup or two now, and it's mm-hmm. like the pressure and listening to people saying, "Oh, it's the wrong pick," and yeah. you know his career just started wrong in St. Louis. He he hit that pothole playing golf, right? You know, before it started, mm-hmm. towards a pothole for sure. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> I mean, he had the, he had an unreal. He had like forty some odd points in his rookie. He was a yeah. nineteen yeah. year old defenseman yeah. in the NHL. And then he falls out of a golf cart. Yeah. The golf cart is whatever it was. His I knee mean, was never the same. No, and then and then he was a little bit of a lot. I, I think he needed a change, and it was awesome to see him because what a great kid he was. Yeah. Um, but we told him right here, like, hey, just just be yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you are. And, you know, we still thought at that time he was a power play guy. And, you know, I think we used him as a power play guy. And then next thing he ended up being 
if he doesn't get hurt like a couple years later, yeah, like well, the wire, like he's he might had, have been a Norse. Fi- he's having the best year. He of could his have career, been a yeah. Norse finally tro- uh, guy. I mean, in my book, he had like twelve goals in forty games. Like. He was he was unreal. He was playing so good. Mm-hmm. You know. Anyway, good kid. And just a final little anecdote on him. I always like found the right way to, uh, like make people feel good. You yeah. know. Um, I've been long gone with the Avs and, you know, they win the cup two years ago. And I, I gotta be honest with you. It's one of the best moments like oh, being away. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you, you step away from the game and you feel you're forgotten or, you know what I mean? You don't, obviously you're not in it. You're not entrenched every day in it, you know? And I got an email one day and it was Eric Johnson inviting me to a Stanley cup party in California to, you know, where yeah. his, whatever his place is. And I, I thought it was so nice. You know, I thought it was awesome. <laughs> And he didn't have to do that, you know what I mean? And those are the little things that go, you know, unnoticed. And he didn't do oh. it for the fanfare or whatever. He just did it because he's a good person, you know? Yeah. So. He, awesome guy, too. Like, it, I don't go in the locker room very much. It's usually, back then it was AJ. Now it's mostly yeah. Megan. EJ, first time I met him, AJ introduced me as Nathan at the time. And I came, like, back in the locker room a year later or something and Still knew my name. Yeah, no, very good with everything like awesome. that. Great kid. The only NHL player that I've ever talked to in a locker room that looks you straight in the eye and addresses yeah. you by name when you ask a question. Yep. Yep. Oh, you know, AJ, that's a you know, that's a stupid question. I don't know why you're even allowed in here, you know? I mean he never he never said that to me, but you know, it was always like AJ, you should reconsider your profession. Well and and I remember <laughs> Do you remember the game in Dallas where Roddick Foxes scored with a broken stick yeah. and the Avs challenged? And they challenged. still counted it, yeah. And, they, yeah. and I went in and I asked Eric Johnson, I said, hey. What's up with that call? Yeah, man? what's up with that? I was like, what did they tell you? And he said, it was bullshit. <laughs> he was like, you know, we're going to get an apology letter from the league in two days. It doesn't do us any good now, does it? <laughs> we lost the game because they clearly had the rule. The, the, it was a bad rule, you know, whatever, whatever. Mm, yeah. And he just teed off on it and then... I got done, and he gave me a fist bump, and he was like, it was a bad call, right? And I was like, yeah, it was a bad call, man. He's going with a broken stick, dude. He told Matt Duchesne what's up, too, right? After the Duchesne trade. That was yeah, that, that not did, just that, but that was, also, I mean, when Matt Duchesne, so media day that year, yeah. Matt Duchesne yeah. walks in, and he comes in, and he's doing his whatever. He's He walks in and gives his little shtick, right? His... I don't hey want to be a distraction. I don't want to be yeah. a distraction. I'm not going to talk today. I don't have anything to say. I'm not going to whatever, whatever. And he ducks out of there. And the next guy to come in was Eric Johnson. And when those two passed, Matt Duchesne walked by. Eric Johnson didn't look at him, didn't acknowledge him, didn't say a single thing to him. There was nothing. And all the other teammates had interacted on some level when they were passing each other. Yeah. Because media day, they used to just like bring a, It was so different than it is now. And those two guys, totally icy. And... You're not kidding. When the Matt Duchesne deal went down. The interview uh, of that era, to oh, be honest. Yeah. I'm, yeah. All the guys in this room are now pulling the rope in the same direction, and that wasn't the case before. Yeah. Oh! Hockey spicy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hockey spicy. I'm oh, going to call you Mr. Lickening. Goodness, man. It was something. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think Chad had had some interesting honorable mentions. Um, he was two. We're you know, Tyson, Tyson yeah. Berry was a good one. Yeah. I wanted to put Tyson Jost on there just to be funny, but <laughs> I really didn't want to start that fight again. There are people that would have Tyson Jost at one. I mean, Tyson Jost is on my personal list of favorite abs, just favorite people. Yeah. 
I remember when he signed and being around him as he grew up a little bit and, you know, as the frustration started to grow. I remember I was the one who interviewed him when he was in Loveland, when he got that that super brief conditioning stint and took Shane Bowers' jersey number because he got there last minute and they didn't have time to make the specialty, the Hockey Fights Cancer jersey. So he wore Shane Bowers' jersey and they switched out the nameplate at the last minute. His one game wearing that number was very funny. And, like, I just have a lot of Tyson Jost memories, and I just a great kid. So my personal list, he'd be on there, but the Avs fan base is very divided on that dude. Still a section of the fan base that thinks he hates me, so. Those people those people were always silly, man. I read, I read Claude Lemieux there. What a controversial guy. Like, honestly, like, on yeah. your team, not on your team. I love Pepe. He's one of my favorites. Um, here's what I'm going to say to... You know, I can't read CG or OG. Um, CG. CG. Yeah. CG about Claude Lemieux was uh, he'd be the first guy, if any one of us was drowning in the ocean, he'd be the first guy to jump in. And I can say that with conviction. Yeah. Like 100%. He'd be the first guy to jump in. I mean, he was so helpful to, to anyone. You might not have liked him because he is <laughs> annoying, you know, like, but I'll tell you one thing. He cared for the guys and he wanted to win and he's the ultimate winner. This guy was awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And number I mean, one. Yeah. Yeah. We can go to number or one. Or do you have more? No, I mean, you know, the, the Santa Sosa Lynch, Valerie Kamensky types. The best. Like they yeah. were beloved. I just feel like they're kind of like Rob Blake where they yeah. just they Shorter weren't around yeah. so long. They were the laundry room fellas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> For uh, sure. For sure. And number one, obviously, he was yeah. here last night, and, yeah. and I have yet to find an Avalanche fan that does not love him still, but yeah. Nazem Kadri. Yep. Awesome. There's the, the dissension among the fans is, should we have kept him or not? <laughs> That's it. Yep. There isn't anything, the way that it ended and the way that it went and his performance in the postseason and the toughness and the resiliency that he showed, you know, and scoring a overtime game-winning goal in the Stanley Cup final with a, with a broken thumb, like, come on. You know, the hate trick in St. Louis, come on, man. All-time stuff. The yeah. beef you know, with Bennington. Yeah, and, like know, that's, yeah. all that stuff is, is uh, like, all sins forgiven for the suspension the year before. And the him completely falling asleep defensively <laughs> in the bubble yeah. against Dallas in Game Seven, like all sins forgiven. They won the cup. He was a huge part of it. Kadri's aces. He will forever be remembered as one of one of the Avalanche's like favorite athletes. For sure, which is amazing to believe given the ups and downs. Like especially again, real issues. Game yeah. the Game Seven loss yeah. and then the suspension. Um, for the hit on Justin Falk the following year, like there were things that went down where you're like, this guy's costing a series, yep. playoff series. And now we all love the guy. One he scores cup, last uh, night. And you're yeah. not even mad yeah, about it. You're, you're just, just like, like, oh, yeah, Kadri got one. All stupid right. Kadri. I love that guy. <laughs> Come on. Gosh. It, it's one of those funny things. Like when Kadri's career is said and done, he's going to have spent most of it in Toronto and Calgary. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are going to remember him as an AF. Yeah, for sure. 
Oh, that's such a good way to put it, man. He said it yesterday, right? Friends for life. This yeah. is what it is, right? Yep. He was You could see in his eyes. He was so happy to answer the questions about what it was like to be here and everything. Hey, when you win, that's what it does. Winning yeah. cures all. It does. Well, if you've been blindsided by Nazem Kadri, call 222-2222 today and get Bacchus and Shanker on your side. For any situation that you've been hurt and are not at fault, car accident, injured at work, uh, downtown, something crazy happened, Bacchus and Shanker has your back. They'll give you a free consultation at the two number or coloradolaw.net, and if you have a case, you pay them nothing up front. They don't get paid until you get paid, which you will get paid. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients in the 25-plus years they've been doing it here in Colorado. So get with them. Bacchus and Shanker wins. And then... Go get yourself some delicious Breckenridge Brewery beer. Eight different kinds on tap down here at the bar. They've got their new Christmas ale. Uh, you can get it for $6 a bottle here at the bar. Uh, yeah, that is uh, definitely a, a snacky one. Low-key 7% alcohol, too. You don't need too many Christmas ales to get the job done. Uh, so go give a look at that. You can find Breckenridge Brewery at your local liquor store using breckbrew.com today. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. We don't have a ton of time left, but I did want to talk about the the Lee itself. Getting a little spicy. Can like just... a lot of fighting and suspensions and hits and all sorts of stuff going on. I just want to go back to the EJ real quick. Go ahead. Super quickly here. He was drafted. Why this was such a huge thing at the time. He was drafted in front of Jordan Stahl, Jonathan Taves, Nicholas Backstrom, and Phil Kessel. All dudes that won cups before he did. Yep. That's And tough. that's why when you win it, like yeah. you did, you see the emotion. Yep. And, mm-hmm. you know, like It's like, oh my God, so worth it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you know the history, it makes you cry because you're like, oh God. Good for him, you know. And like, that's why it was such a big deal at is. the time of the at the time of the trade, and why it was anybody familiar with it was so so thrilled for him when yep. he did win that cup, man. It was awesome. And getting back to the drama, you saw a little bit of it the other night in the Avs game. Nothing near as bad as what we'll talk about, but with Noah Hannafin getting mad at Ross Colton over a clean hit. Uh at, at what point? does this stuff start to spiral out of control? Cause we talked a lot about how the NHL player doesn't see the hit live. He just turns around and see that his players hurt and he just goes after someone. Right. Yeah. I mean, we saw it with LOC with the Byram yeah, hit. Totally. But now over the last couple of days, you've seen the David Perron situation with Dylan Larkin, mm-hmm. which has anyone like figured out what happened to Larkin on that play other than like, obviously he gets knocked out, but it's just a weird play. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Eric Goodbranson oh. feeding a guy fists on the ice after he was mad about getting hit earlier in the game. Nick Cousins should get a suspension for being a fucking coward. <laughs> <laughs> well, he took matters in his own hands. I'm not right? an old school <laughs> hockey guy, but that pissed me off watching both of those. You don't get to talk all that shit. And then turtle it out. Yeah, because he it's the hit, and he's talking, and he's yapping it up, and he's yapping it up. And then after he turtles, he gets up, and he's just yammering away at Eric Branson. And it was like, you had your chance. 
Erica Branson gave you a chance, man. I mean, kind of. He sort of jumped him, <laughs> but kind of jumped him. Well, he that's got, called the aggressor. Yeah. Uh, one game suspension. Yeah. There's no kind of. He did. Ac- <laughs> accurate uh, description. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was funny. So that good Branson gets a game for that situation. David Perron gets six games for a cross check to the head, essentially. Yeah. After the Larkin situation of the. Totally unrelated guy. Yeah, picks the wrong guy. <laughs> Just turned around. He saw the first guy there. Poor guy. He gets it right in the freaking. Artem Zub just hanging out, man. And he's like, what the? F-? He didn't miss a shift, so thank God. But yeah. it looks bad. Um, it does. And it was nice to see the NHL not punish injury. Right. They threw yeah. the book at David Perron, and Artem Zub was totally fine. Yeah. All right. Cool. But Perron, a guy easy to hate in Colorado. This close to elbowing Kadri's head. He tried. Trick. Yeah. He tried. Yep. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. It feels like it's gotten a little bit out of hand this week with some of that defending your teammates stuff. It's been an interesting. I mean, I mean, where I think David Perron is right is he turns around and he sees his Larkin straight up unconscious. He sees yeah. the captain of his team. Look like he's just done. Yeah. Like he's splayed out face first on the ice and he's not moving. Yeah. He picks the wrong guy. And that's where I'm like, man, this unbridled rage has yeah. got to somewhere bridle it a little bit, I guess. Somewhere between not bothered and red mist, please. Yeah. <laughs> straight up. And, you know, it all happens so fast and he probably doesn't even see who does it, does yeah. it. And he's just like, well, that guy's near me and goes for it. But, and, and like defending teammates, it's always a thing that you know. I just, I had no problem with the LOC thing. I didn't really have a huge problem with uh, the Flames last night because Hannafin's going after a guy that just smoked Chris Tanev, and Chris Tanev's hurt. Mm-hmm. Chris Tanev leaves and doesn't play the rest of the game. Like he gets hurt. Yeah. And and you know that's Eric can speak to this better than I can, obviously. But defending your teammate is a huge part of being in a locker room. You know, sticking up for one another and caring about, you know, the well-being. And when one when one of your guys goes down, especially a well-respected veteran like that, yeah. you, you feel the need to be like, hey, I'm going to do something about it. The one thing I'll say, though, is it happens so quick out there. You don't. Yeah. I mean, look, we're talking about Perron. Make it, I yeah. mean, of course, he doesn't see it. His, his yeah. eyes are they're not in the back of his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like last night, Hannafin, he might not even see Tanev. It's his partner. Next thing you know, he's down. And you're right, you don't know the extent of what happened, so you just kind of show up there and see what's up. And like I said the other day about Dermy, sometimes you're just going in there to, you know what I mean, just to, you want the other guy to all of a sudden he drops and he starts swinging at you, and then all of a sudden maybe you have, you know, he doesn't know there's no penalty on Colton, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Like, you don't know. It happens quick, you know, so. He hears the noise and he yeah. sees his teammate that's down it. and he's just like, a reaction, not you know? cool, man. Well, yeah. and, and that's, I think, a good point because I don't really have a problem with what happened with Hannafin afterward. He kind of yeah. puts Colton in the headlock. Yeah. Nothing crazy, yeah. right? As opposed to Perron who cross-checks a dude in the head. No, no, there's a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> like what Perron did, like it's after the whistle. Yeah. He literally just picks a guy who's just like standing there. He's not engaged with anybody. No. He's not doing anything. And. So I'm I'm with it, man. I thought six games. I was like, get him, dude. Yeah. I, we, you and I, have spent a long time on this but podcast. Should be much more aggressive. Saying that yeah. these one or two game suspensions don't do shit. They yep. need to be more like four, five, six, yeah. eight games. Make your point. Yep. 
You know, Nazem Kadri had the book thrown at him in the postseason. Hasn't done it since. Yep. Like, make your point with the in the NHL. These these one game suspensions are for the birds, except for the Eric Branson one. I'm I'm with that. I think that's fine. <laughs> that was fun. Because that's not like a dirty hit that you're trying to take out of the game. Like that's a guy who was like, this guy just smoked me. You guys didn't do shit about it, so I'm oh gonna do God. something. Yeah. The, All right, fair enough. There's nothing wrong with one game suspensions. It's just. When you talk about something like hits to the head, and the NHL has been yeah. so, hey, we're trying to get this out of the game, then yeah. get it out of the game. Do do it. Suspend people for real amounts of time. Yeah. Make it punitive. Like yep. make guys miss game checks. Yep. Like you're gonna lose this money because of it. And you know, everybody needs a break. It's Christmas almost. Right? <laughs> yeah. or, or holidays. It's yeah. like everybody needs a little holiday break. <laughs> cool now. off a bit. Cool off. <laughs> Take a time out. No, we need holiday drama. That's what we need. <laughs> yeah. Give me the good stuff. Yeah. So it was kind of an interesting like, weird, weird like collection yeah. of events. Um I I like the suspension on Peron. I I was disappointed that cousins that there wasn't more unhappiness about the cousins board. Sure. Unga Branson. I thought it was Pretty clearly a bad infraction. <laughs> and I think that's where I think that's where fans get upset with the officiating is because you're like, yeah, this guy felt like he was going to do it because the official didn't punish him. Yep. There wasn't a meaningful punishment for the player. There's always been the idea in hockey that they will police themselves if you don't. Exactly. So. That's part of why fighting still exists in the sport. You know, it's why people always talk about it, where they're like, hey, if you do something, you're going to have to answer for it. Well, <laughs> Eric Goodbranson certainly forced that answering upon Nick Cousins. <laughs> and twice Nick Cousins was being, for my money, he was being a coward about it. And it's just, a, it's just cowardly. I don't have any respect for it. He hides behind the officials each time. Once he gets to safety, he starts talking. Yeah. And I just that kind of that kind of stuff it turns me off so quickly from a guy. That's not a competitor. That's not a guy. That's not a guy that's out there just doing his thing. That's a guy being a bitch. Yeah, I'm not with it. I sound like an old guy. Like (laughs) I sound like a old school. Like there's not a you know the game's not physical enough anymore. But it's more of a if you can't take the heat, stay out of the kitchen type. Yeah, like it's it's really like if you're gonna play a certain kind of way, and Nick Cousins has always kind of played a a physical brand. But if you're gonna if you're gonna go in, you're gonna go in hard like that. You know that sometimes it's not gonna go well, and you're gonna need to stand up for yourself. Yep. He just didn't do it twice. Yep. Second time was a little tougher to stand up for himself (laughs) because Eric Branson put him down quick. But then don't just get up and then start talking. Like you've just you've just been laying on the ice with both hands yeah, over your right. face. Don't stand up when the referee has separated you and start yapping at the no. guy. You're square, move on with life. Exactly. You just got force fed fists, dude. <laughs> just be done with it. All right. Any any final thoughts, any drama you guys want to touch on before we get out of here? Uh one more just one more thing. Yeah, you know, like obviously you saw the news there, former abs coach Tony Granado, right? Yeah. Mm. Uh yeah. fighting non Hodgkins. Less drama and more sad. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh non Hodgkins uh lymphoma. So good luck to him. I know he watches the show all the time, so maybe <laughs> he is watching right now. So obviously a good friend of ours and good friend of mine, and we want to wish him good luck. Yep. 
All the best. Yes. Hope he hopefully gets through it. Yep. Uh, all right. On that note, we are going to get out of here for the day. We appreciate all y'all hanging out with us with a little a uh, little drama alert. Drama alert time on the show. Maybe we'll get to do this again in four years. Who knows? Uh, God, right? No <laughs> kidding, man. Be sure to check out Kind Love if uh, you want to forget the drama and all of your worries. Uh, they are one of the first dispensaries here in Colorado. They've existed since 2010. They've got all sorts of amazing products, whether it be their turbo joints or just their normal flour or otherwise. Uh, you can visit one of their stores in Cherry Creek, North Denver, uh, or North Denver, that is, and mention DNVR to get 25% off all Kind Love flour pre-rolls and their turbo joints. Uh, you can also go to kindlove.com and use the DNVR code for online ordering and their full menu. We will be back tomorrow for the game. Late one. Yeah. We had a lot of late ones. <laughs> we got to bring like. that up, man. We're all <laughs> mad about it. So stay up, and we'll see you then. Y'all silly like the mayor.